This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. You are tuned in to That's Not On Brand, the podcast. Hello everyone, Brene here and welcome back to another episode of That's Not On Brand, the podcast. I know what you're thinking and I'm going to tell you now, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I don't. I don't. Because I know the last time we spoke, I said that I was back, but my mental health determined that was a lie. The lie detective determined that was a lie. Life is self-determined. That was a lie. And that dramatic, problematic-ass intro that played at the beginning of this episode pretty much summed up my time away. Long story short, I've been fighting for my fucking life, okay? But here we are now. And how fitting that October 10th was World Mental Health Day. And that basically gave me this strong desire to get my shit together, pop in, and give the listeners a little update since I left you all hanging back in May. Again, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Because trying to heal through not only grief, but past traumas in a damn global pandemic, again, had me feeling like I'm fighting for my fucking life. I shared some of that in the last episode after the storm. And in today's episode, I just wanted to share some of the ways I've been working through it. Actively trying to release this spirit of stagnation, laziness, and being in such a sad headspace because for months I've been frozen, sometimes unaware of it. And my family and I have experienced quite a few losses this year that I've personally just become numb to. Like after my grandmother's transition everything else that's just been coming at me I've just been numb and I was beginning to fall back into toxic coping mechanisms self-sabotaging patterns and getting real comfortable with neglecting self-care the real self-care so let's talk about it okay let's let's talk about it by the way if you hear my hair beads clicking and clacking in the background my apologies I will do my best to not do too much head movements but If not, and Willow Smith do decide to jump the hell out, just please take it as some ASMR, please, please. So let's talk about the ways I've been working towards prioritizing self-care while I'm also trying to heal and get out of this depressive slump. Now, does this involve iced coffee and avocado toast like most of the that girl influencers been promoting? Maybe, maybe, but it's more to it, okay? Today, we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Self-care has become very popular and that's amazing. I am so happy that people are even taking steps and putting an effort into loving themselves. I will see the threads on Twitter and Instagram with people posting their favorite Victoria's Secret body washes, their perfumes and sheet masks with the hashtag self-care and that's cute but we know it's more than external. I hope we know that. You know, we like to romanticize it, but it's more than the comfort meals, bubble baths and listening to all of Wine's discography on replay. I'm calling myself out, okay, I am, but (laughs) I have to, you know, because self-care is also about being honest with yourself and your flaws and doing that real internal work to unlearn unhealthy behaviors because we could recognize our unhealthy behaviors, tweet about the epiphany and the profound soundbite we may or may not have gotten from our therapist and still not do nothing to fix it, like... (laughs) That's what we're not going to do. We're not going to fix this behavior. We're just going to tweet about it. And I've been peeping that. I've been peeping that. You know, we don't talk about the ugliness that comes along with holding a mirror to yourself, confronting those traumas we kept buried for so long, 
We don't talk about how uncomfortable and draining it could be addressing the intrusive thoughts you have along with anxiety, depression, and all that jazz. Instead, we like to keep aesthetic, you know? We really do. And I just think that it's time that we change that um, because I know I'm not the only one out here fighting for my fucking life. <laughs> so one of the ways I practice self-care is through emotional and mental maintenance. I talk about self-compassion and giving myself grace a lot on this platform because it's truly a struggle for me to do that, especially, especially when I'm so used to engaging in negative self-talk. It is really difficult to try to be gentle to yourself and love on yourself when you spent so much of your life doing the opposite, you know, and I can counteract it by utilizing affirmations. But sometimes when I'm in the thick of it and I'm talking like my inner dialogue being on the level of Monique's character, Mary in the movie Precious. Yeah, that level of abuse. It's scary. <laughs> it's really scary to have that type of inner dialogue because those affirmations don't be affirming at that time. You know, <laughs> I can say I am capable. I am beautiful. I am all that type of stuff, but it, it don't be working at that time. So I could realize that and still have to push myself through it. And it could feel like I'm in the fight for my life because I know that deep down all the negative things the enemy is trying to get me to believe isn't true. Like you could know that, but it just can be so difficult to get yourself out of it. And that's, that's really scary, you know? So I do practice mindfulness while also, also, <laughs> y'all already know what I'm about to say. Also not subscribing to fake positivity because I've witnessed firsthand how dangerous that can be, but practicing mindfulness and gratitude, being mindful and grateful at how far I've come and just looking at where I was mentally and emotionally nine months ago, three months ago, hell, even last month, because September was the new January for me, but I made it through it <laughs> barely, but I made it through it. Okay. So self-care also was me realizing and being okay with it. <laughs> But realizing and being okay with the people around me, not having the language or the listening skills to help me with what I'm going through, but the right therapist would. You know, I've tried the self-help apps. I've tried journaling, leaving myself voice notes, which are all still forms of self-care for me. But I knew deep down I needed someone outside of my circle to talk to and listen without trying to, quote, fix me. I'm proud that I finally took the step towards seeking professional help, but that itself was a tiring journey. Kudos if you found the right therapist for you on the first try. I personally haven't. I do have a male therapist that I correspond with, but I'm still shopping around to find like the therapist that is really right for me. But um, yeah, it's a hard process, an expensive hard process at that. So I am grateful that I have insurance. That's a privilege. But the therapist that they offer me through my insurance is very much suspect, which is why I'm still shopping around. Anyway, Rita Moore has definitely helped me with self-care and mental maintenance. Um, remember when author rapped about having fun isn't hard when you have a library card? Do y'all remember that? <laughs> that song was a bop, but he wasn't lying because I've been getting back into reading my little YA mystery novels and it's been so comforting to me. If y'all have any type of book recommendations for me, please, please share. Okay. I love a good suspense. 
One of the last things I could think of as self-care for my emotional and mental health was deactivating and deleting my social media accounts. I definitely needed to unplug, but I can say that I may or may not have taken that too far because another form of self-care is social self-care. Now, I for sure don't regret deleting my social media, five stars, 10 out of 10, do recommend. But when it comes to in real life social interactions, my introverted ass don't know that girl. (laughs) I do not know how to water that girl. I don't know how to do anything that comes to me having to socially interact with people. And that's, that's not a good look. You know, there's no surprise that I live an isolated life, right? Constantly contemplating getting bangs instead of working on my social anxiety. We know this, we know this. Okay. To the point that do not disturb and blocking people just, it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't enough. I had to go the extra mile. You know, I had to go the extra mile and intentionally disconnect my phone. Like, we're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. (laughs) If y'all are trying to reach me through an Android or a landline, it's not going to happen. My phone has been disconnected and that's been very much intentional. So with that, it has definitely made it more easier for me to withdraw from social interactions because my phone are ringing. (laughs) And you have to know where I live. Only one of my friends know where I live, I think, to actually like pop up on me if they want to. But yeah. So when it comes to social self-care, I realize like that is such a weak spot for me because I just I'm so used to being alone, you know, um, and enjoy it all the time. In August, I did have family come into town to celebrate what would have been my grandmother's 91st birthday. And I definitely needed that. I realized that I had a good time. I took it as a recharge. You know, that was like the first time out the year that I was able to like not obsess over something. And, you know, I was able to breathe. But I also realized that too much of that can leave me overstimulated. So, That's why it's just like, oh, I don't know. It's just, it's fucking draining as an introvert. I don't know. Like, have you ever felt a sense of loneliness, but there isn't anyone you really want to see or be around? That's me most of the time. I'm all for distancing myself from people who drain me. That's definitely self-care. But disconnecting and distancing myself from people who... I know truly love and care about me is also given very much self-sabotage. That begs the question like that I have to ask myself, like, am I really healing or am I hiding? Because I do all these things like setting boundaries, cutting people off, and I do it all as quote self-care and healing, which again, I'm very pro all of that, but I now see how far I can take it with my avoidance tactics in the ways that that can be harmful and damaging. I've been thinking about that a lot. I really have. Also, I've been thinking about how real spiritual warfare is and how I need to get back into my daily devotions and prioritizing praise and worship into my routine. So while we're we're talking about that, let me just rant about the Bible app really fast. I use the Bible app. I've been using it on and off for, for some years. And I realized what doesn't keep me engaged is the person who's narrating the Bible. I really need for them to just pick somebody who sounds like it's joy and life inside of them because I get so bored listening to the narration that I 
I can't even understand or finish a scripture because I'm so annoyed at the person who's reading it. And the only time that I was able to like really actually get excited about it was when they did a collab with Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. And she had a lesson on anxiety and she was doing most of the narration and they had like a video clip and everything. And I was just like, yes, she brought me in and had me engaged. I was engaged in the content and, you know, learning about the Bible. But when they had that dry man read it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, everything is just so monotone. I literally can't. But anyway, that's just my quick little Bible app rant. I just want them to give us like options. (laughs) Give us options, please. So yeah, I also came across The Undoing by Pastor Sarah Jake Roberts on YouTube and I kept putting off watching it because before I was getting these recommendations from other people, testimonies, and I'm just going to tell y'all now, it was a lot. It was a lot. I know that those are used, you know, to like basically bring people closer to God, but it left me emotionally and mentally drained and also in an obsessive cycle about religion because a lot of those testimonies was just like, oh, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just a lot. And I just, I just couldn't, (laughs) I don't know. I just couldn't really, I couldn't really get into it. So when I kept seeing that video of Pastor Sarah Jake Roberts pop up, I was just like, "Mm, I'm not in this space. I am not in this space because those other testimonies literally just took the life out of me. But you know, a couple of weeks went by, I finally gave it a watch. I watched it at the right time because it gave me peace and it also gave me the will to get the hell up. So I'm going to for sure link the video in the show notes to anyone who want to give it um a watch themselves. But yeah, so that's that. We spoke about emotional, mental, social, spiritual self-care. Now let's discuss physical and practical self-care, okay? So This year, I've been experiencing headaches, irritability, insomnia, anxiety, and stress that has caused me to become physically ill. Um, Not a lot of people know this. (laughs) I haven't shared it only to like what one sister and my mom, but it caused me to become physically ill to the point that I was this close. Y'all can't, y'all can't see my fingers, how close they are, but they very close to, to one another. Okay. I was this close to texting my sisters to get my affairs in order because I felt, and also Google told me I was having a heart attack. I wasn't, but that's what Google said. (laughs) And that's what my body felt like. Again, I was fighting for my fucking life. I was so stressed out that it was like, my body wasn't my body anymore. So I look back at those different versions of myself just from this year. I just look back at those versions of myself in awe because that was just me in June and July. And from January to August, I remember being so disconnected and exhausted that I couldn't even stand in the shower. (sighs) I remember that time I would do little things like, okay, I know I'm not feeling the best today, but I'm going to make sure I keep my blinds open so my room isn't too dark and I'm even more depressed than what I am. And I know I'm not feeling the best today, but I'm really going to work my way up into getting into the shower and washing my body. 
So it's like it was small victories for me because I remember letting the water run over my body like, damn, I'm not okay. I took being able to do something as simple as a hygiene routine for granted. Again, I I was having these small victories like I can't beat myself up about feeling like shit right now because I'm really proud that I even made it this far to get in this shower. Although I'm not able to stand and be as extensive as I would like to be, at least like I'm still washing my body, at least, you know, I was still able to like brush my teeth, even though I didn't have the energy to do my six step oral hygiene routine that I love so much. (laughs) I was still able to at least brush my teeth. I was only able to wipe my face as opposed to doing my full skincare routine it was just like wow I can't believe I was in a space like that I really can't and the neglect was really real but yeah I recently bought myself new hygiene products and skincare products and it motivated me to take better care of myself like for example I did buy some skincare stuff and I'm like okay Brene in order for you to use this skincare stuff you have to be consistent for a whole week to even know if this stuff works or Yes, I see you just bought this expensive ass perfume. In order for you to put this perfume on, you're going to have to, you know, take care of your hygiene. And that's what's been working for me now. But I can tell you that I had the same idea at the beginning of the year and it didn't work. Like I remember I made this large Sephora purchase and the stuff just start collecting dust. I just start using the stuff that was way in February. I just start using the stuff now. So that didn't work for me then, but now I'm able to like pivot and use these things as a reward for getting my shit together. So it's brazy how you can know that doing something can affect you in a positive way, but you're literally mentally paralyzed and exhausted that you can't really do it. And, you know, like, for example, I know me walking every morning and even cycling on my bike increases my endorphins, gives me serotonin, but still I can be too lethargic to do it. I could still be crippled with anxiety and depression to do it. Again, I have to literally push myself through it and fight for my life because I know how easily I can fall into being comfortable with stagnation and late. And that's an eternal battle when you're depressed and burned out. That's my truth. So I've been falling down, but getting back up. I noticed I've been dehydrated. So self-care for me has been getting my water intake back up. I've been drinking so much water. It has me pissing the night away. If you know where that's from, congratulations. (laughs) You're old enough to go to bingo with me. (laughs) Pissing the night away. That's my white girl bop. But anyway, drinking water, forcing myself outside and greasing my scalp. Okay. Many of y'all didn't take me seriously when I said that I was growing my hair out, but I've been consistent since February and I have inches now, y'all. I have inches. I made some grease that has definitely helped with my hair growth. I'm not going to lie. My hair grease definitely smells like rose spray. So I don't know if I can sell it, but it definitely works. It definitely works, y'all. Y'all hear the beats. (laughs) But yeah, let's wrap this up with the ways I prioritize practical self-care because we be underestimating those small mundane tasks, but it's very therapeutic to me. This is like, honestly, one of my favorite type of (laughs) self-care. So y'all should already know what I'm about to mention and that's cleaning. Yes, I talk about this all the time, but it's major self-care for me. When my space is cluttered, my mind is cluttered and I can't function. I may fall into a depression and my space can take a beating, but that'd be the first thing I force myself into tackling because I I can't think. I can't think. 
I can't think I can't be happy if my space isn't clean. And I learned cleanliness through my eldest sisters, you know, growing up, watching them, forcing us outside to play while they deep clean their homes, lighting their candles and their incense and blasting their musics and just, you know, having that time to themselves. I remember I just used to watch them like, oh, I just can't wait for that to be me. So look at me now. I really, I really enjoy cleaning because that was not my groove growing up. It really wasn't. Another form of cleaning for me is cleaning out my phone. So that is deleting those contacts from people I deadass haven't spoken to in years. That goes the same for text messages, deleting those, deleting the thousand plus screenshots I never share or post. I just be like, oh, this is funny and forget to ever go back to it. It's like, girl, you're never going to post that. You're never going to share that. Delete it. And while I was doing that, I came across a tweet that I screenshot from at Tori Nix who that says, I know it took you two weeks to finally build up the strength and focus to complete that task that took 30 minutes to do. But guess what? You did that. Now keep your eye on the prize and do it again. Love you. And I never felt so seen before. <laughs> I never felt so seen before because you, when I tell you your girl's been negligent, I needed to hear that. And that made me smile because small victories, it did take me <laughs> how many months to get to where I'm at now, but I'm doing a little bit better than I did. Actually, a lot better than I did the last month and the month before that and the month before that. Okay, so I need to pat myself on the back. So yeah, grocery shopping. It's another form of practical self-care for me. It's nothing like writing a grocery list and a meal plan and executing it. And my favorite spot, of course, is Trader Joe's. They have this way of making you feel like you're great friends or they're in love with you. But then they drop the bomb on you that they're in a relationship. And then you're left confused because you thought y'all had something special. So you're just like, how are you ringing up my groceries? And then you see that I have a box of shrimp burgers and you'd be like, oh my gosh, yes, my girlfriend loves these. And I'm just like, you was just flirting with me on aisle three two weeks ago. Like how... How do you have a girlfriend? Like, I thought you was in love with me. Like, why are you being weird with me now? I don't understand. I don't. But yeah, another honorable mention, Costco, Target. You know, those are my little hot spots. I just got back into Costco after a man tried to recruit me for an MLM three years ago in the parking lot. And that left a bad taste in my mouth because if you can go to Costco as an executive member and get your samples in peace, then where the hell can you go? Where can you go? not Costco. <laughs> but yeah, that's everything for me, the aesthetic and not so aesthetic parts of self-care. I also want to make it clear that I'm still going through all of this. I am. Self-care looks different daily for me. The things I've mentioned may work for me some days and not so much to others. And that's okay. I don't have it all figured out. I don't. I'm not as healed as I would like to be, but I'm hoping to get there. I am. All right. So I would love if you as a listener can share with me some ways that you like to prioritize self-care and you could do that by sending in a voice message. If you're listening through Spotify, there should be a Q&A section in the show notes where you can share there. I also want to thank you all for listening to this episode of That's Not On Brand. I really have some patient and supportive ass listeners and I'm thankful for you all. My social media accounts are still deactivated at the moment, and I don't know when I'll return to that side of the internet, but you can still support the podcast by sharing with the Wodi, leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts, or even clicking the link at the very bottom of the show notes to donate. That would be lovely. All is appreciated. And I'll talk to y'all the next time. Bye, Wodies. <laughs> <laughs>